instead of going to Isaiah, I want you to start off at Matthew chapter 28, verse 17. Sometimes when you go over one verse too long, people no longer read it anymore. <laughs> you have to uh, turn to the other one to cap their attention. In my mind, I'm cutting up my sermon because I don't want to be too long because it's a long day. So bear with me as I slice and paste and cut in my mind. In my mind. Let's read it. It says, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Amen. They said, go therefore. But, but we ain't going to go there. Let's stop there. Amen. Amen. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, we say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Allow there to be a extra anointing, extra Thank you, empowerment. Move crazy out the way. And we'll have your way. Father, even now, just saturate us that we may hear what the Spirit is saying. Yes, Lord, yes. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I got a question on the table. The question is, is Jesus Lord over your life? Amen. Don't, don't mistake the question. I, I didn't ask if he's your Savior. I asked if he's your Lord. Yes, yes. Because there is a possibility for us to be saved and Jesus is our Savior and we haven't allowed him to be your Lord. Uh, 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 walk with me now. Think with me now. See, see being saved means that you have trusted in the finished work of Jesus, that he, he died for you, that he rose for you, that he made redemptive power, his redemptive power saved you from your sin. Yes, that you have said yes, you believe, you have accepted that, you confess that, you ask for forgiveness, but you can step in the door of salvation and stop right there. That means that you're saved, but now when the Lord start meddling in our personal life, we can get attitude. But, 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 but when, when Jesus died, he didn't just die to save you, he died to, to call you from being dead to being alive. And he begins to cut away the dead attitudes. He begins to cut away the things in our life that is hindering us from being what he is calling us to be. Now watch this. Because we still got a free will, you can be saved and still say no. How do you explain some of the things Christians do? How can you explain the isms and schisms and backbiting in the church? That, that folks who've been in church all those lives, but if you catch them on Monday, I, I'm not saying we 
happening because he constantly is challenging us to move self out of the way and allow him to be Lord. If you are growing, I guarantee you that the Lord will bring up some things in your life that, 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 that you're trying to hold on to. And it doesn't even have to be sin. It's just not it's just not productive in you being this child. And, and he puts his finger on that and, and we hold on. I, I, I want to deal with this. Because the Lordship of Jesus is so important. You hear him standing there after the resurrection and he says, all power in heaven and earth. He said, what do we say? He said, even the angels obey me. Yes, sir. He said, I, I'm not just controlling the angels, but every snowflake that falls to the ground fell to the ground at my command. Oh, shut your mouth. It, it doesn't rain until I say rain. And I want to yield such control in your life that even when you are in a peculiar situation, that I'm reigning in your life. Well, my brothers and sisters, there are benefits when he's your Lord that you don't have when he's not your Lord. There's a boldness and a confidence that you can stand in when you where God wants you to be that you don't have when you're outside of his will. Did you know that a negative attitude will mess you up? I mean, listen, 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 listen. As long as you are right where God wants you to be, you have an understanding that when stuff comes your way, yeah. it had to go through Jesus first. So if it went through Jesus first, there must be a purpose for the trouble. And when he gets through working it out, he's going to bring you out. Now, when you know you in his will, and, and you have said, yes, Lord, you know that the trouble that comes your way can't overtake you, can't burn you, can't overflood you. Oh, you might cry sometimes, but there is a power of God that's being exerted in your life that you know you're going to come through this. Am I talking to anybody? You may not like where you are, but you know that you know, yeah. that you know, yeah. God got you in his hand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm yes, talking sir. faith talk now. Yes, faith will keep you yes, when nothing else will keep you. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm talking faith talk now. See, faith will help, will allow you to stay afloat. Yes, it's like a life preserver. Yes, sir. Is inflated with something. Yeah. And though the waves are raging, yeah. you keep staying afloat. Yeah. Is there anybody in here that if your faith wasn't active? 
activated. You would have drowned a long time ago. But there's something about faith that no matter how high the water rises, you keep rising up.
know. But they don't know. When you've been there, you are assured and you know. Has anybody been through trouble? And it looked like you wasn't going to make it? But, but look at you now because you're here. And there is no other explanation other than that God's favor. And now, people don't know what you've been through. And they wonder why you're so loud on Sunday. But you got a reason to be loud. Cause you know. What our text is saying. Our text is saying that God wants you to come from a place where you think you know to the place that you know that you know. So that if anybody try to take from you yes, what you know, they can't do it. Oh, oh. See, so many times we get tripped out that God hasn't provided for our physical needs. But sometimes God will allow you to go through physical needs to stretch yourself. Spiritual need. He'll get you in a place where nobody else can help you but Him. So that when He steps in and show out, you know that you know. You, is there anybody in the house who know that thing? Sing 
yourself because the gospel is more important. But in Matthew, in Luke chapter 22, he says, take your sword. Take, take, take. So take some provision. Because it's rough out there. So, so now we, we get to the place where we think that Jesus is, is, is sissified. Yeah. And we get these pictures that, did you know he's a carpenter? Yeah. Which means that he did woodwork yeah. by hand. He didn't have electrical tools, which means that he was ripped. Yeah. Have you ever seen the pictures of Israel? They were, instead of trees, they got rocks laying on the ground. I'm not talking pebbles, I'm talking about rocks. I think, where do these rocks come from? And you gotta travel this land that is hard. Wrong picture. Wrong picture. He says, I want people that would say, bring it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. When you, don't say that if you ain't covered. Don't say that if you're not standing on faith. Don't say that if you're not in the will of Jesus. Don't say that if you don't know. But when you know, and the devil's throwing his best at you, you can say, because I'm covered by the blood, he is in partnership. Let me show you partnership. The disciples are, are in a boat. Jesus is sleeping. And it's storming. And, and Peter comes and says, Lord, don't you care that we perish? is wrong. Number one, he should know Jesus cares. Listen, I know sometimes it feels like he don't because we don't understand the situation. I told you about, about Dr. Dobson had to hold his chair but the doctor had to take this affection that had to heave itself to his eardrum. And, and, and the child was looking at Dr. like, you holding me while this man is hurting me? You my dad? I expected better. You not only let me, you holding me while he's Yes, sir. Dr. said, it wasn't coming out of his son's mouth, but was coming out of his eyes. He said, son was too young to be able to explain what was happening. Did you know that God got to take us through some things that even if he told us, we couldn't get it? So what he expects us to do is trust him. He expects us to know that his nature is good. And if he's taking us through, he's going to bring us out. Another problem with the doctrine. How can a boat with Jesus in it sink? Ain't Jesus the one that came walking on the water? 
How is it that Jesus, who is all purpose, who's going to make it to his purpose? I don't care how much water gets in the boat. As long as Jesus is in your boat, your boat won't sink. Listen, he said, we're working together and are fitting into, listen, he has a plan with your name on it. And the only one that can determine and pee that plan is me and you for ourselves. Show me that eagle again. I think I showed it to you last week. But, but, but show me that. Let's, let's, see, let's see that eagle again. Let's, let's see that eagle. I declare that eagle smiling at itself. <laughs> don't, don't you see that gleam? In his eye. And, 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 and what? I think he's self-talking. <laughs> yes, sir. Listen, by fact, he is. He said, the only thing that can stop you is you. Which means that this eagle understands that he's the king of the birds. Yes, sir. Listen, if it was a picture of a pigeon, that wouldn't be true. You know why? You know what can stop a pigeon? An eagle. The pigeon becomes dinner. He stopped. If it was a crow, it wouldn't be true. Because you know what feeds on crows? The eagle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, But the eagle has nothing. The bald eagle, it wingspan can go from seven to eight feet. The golden eagle, which is bigger than the bald eagle, wingspan can sometimes reach ten feet. I wish I had a picture of him looking in the, in the and he just spread his wings just to see. You are a child of the king if you're saying. You are royalty. And you don't know all that God has placed in you. The problem is, is that many times we don't trust him on the journey. The problem is, is that it's not always as easy as we expect. And, and, and well, how, how can I? You get a chair, you get a chair, and set them up in the aisleway. Come Hurry up. Come on, I want to say, Charles, where Charles at? Come here, man. Come here. Can I can I use you? You like you like you like me using you for illustrations, don't you? <laughs> Turn them the other way. Turn them the other way. Turn them. Take that one further down. See the prostate right there. Take that one a little bit further down. The problem with the journey is. That while we're walking the journey, storms come up. The Lord is walking with us as long as we're on the journey, but you can't see him. Sometimes you don't hear him. Sometimes you can't even assist him. So, so a lot of times it is easier to get off track. See, but since the problem that what he don't know is that his resting place is right there. Yeah. 
experiences of joy, of blessing, of favor, of refreshment, of more knowledge, of more power, as he stretches. Now, this is your journey. The problem is you don't see that there's a place for you right ahead. Because all he shows you is the next step. But four steps ahead of you, he's going to let you sit down. He's going to let you lay down and dream pastor. He's going to restore you. He's going to refresh you. He's going to renew you. He's going to love on you. All you had to do was keep walking. Wait a minute. And it's God that gives you the strength to walk. Let me ask you. When he's Lord, you trust him in the storm. When we quit trusting him, we take a side road. Hold on, wait a minute. The side road don't always mean sin. It may mean attitude. There's more people just stuck. Stuck is you don't want to change. Stuck is you're not looking forward. Stuck is still holding on to things that the Lord told you to let go of. You know what I love about the Lord? He is always trying to bring you back on path. Notice I didn't leave him. Notice I didn't step in the mess with him. But while he was in his mess, I was standing here, still watching over him. Because even your mess, it didn't get as bad as it could have. He still didn't let Satan have his total way. Because Satan would have destroyed you while you was on your side. Come on, y'all. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. All of us done took a side road. But aren't you glad he brought you back? Aren't you glad? Ain't you glad he came and snatched you back? Aren't you glad he protected you? He speaks cause of love. Now watch this. I just want you to walk there. Just, just. He done walked into his blessing. Sit down. And while you sit down, the Lord comes, put his arms around you and says, I got you. I'm with you. Let me show you why you went through what you went through. Because now your faith is stronger. Now, let me feed you some spiritual energy. And when you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get going again. See, you are never alone. Do you got to cry sometimes? You got to cry sometimes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, y'all can move the chair. You have to talk to yourself. Yes, you do. This, this works for the positive. It works for the negative. Let me explain. 
I just heard. And some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all youth and young adults can, can, can help me out with this. I heard that Rick Ross, the boss, is in trouble. I know the older folks don't know what I'm talking about. So, some of you, he's a rapper. And he calls himself the boss. Somebody know who I'm talking about? Come on, y'all. I understand that his, his, the person that was supposed to be taking care of his yard, that they had a dispute, and he assaulted the person, kidnapped the person. But do you understand? In his mind, he's believing his own story. When you're the boss, you do what you want to do when you want to do it. But somebody didn't tell the person that he kidnapped and assaulted. And he went to the police. Now he's facing charges. And they really don't care how much money he got. Because after, if he goes to court, the person he saw is going to sue him and take some of his money. And he might be a rich boss in jail. And nobody's boss in jail. What are we saying to ourselves that we're psychology? Take a psychology class and psychology class. We learned that the mind is amazing. That if you do something for 21 days straight and you do it consistently and throughout that day, that very thing that you have done for 21 days straight now become your habit. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. I was talking to a lady who said, you know, my habit used to be, be cigarettes. I said, well, well, what you do now? She said, now my habit is water. Uh-huh. Yeah. I said, say what? She said, what I did was I would take water with me, and every time I had an urge for a cigarette, I drank some water. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, y'all, 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 y'all with me? She said, now I got a new urge. My urge is not cigarettes. My urge is water. But she said this, I exchange my urge. I think we need to make some change, some exchange. There's some things you've been saying to yourself you need to quit saying. There's some attitudes that we don't relish in, we need to quit having that attitude. Well, when you see these young people and they're rapping this, this gangster rap, it makes you feel like after a while, you become what you have assimilated within you. Because if it works on the good side, it works on the bad side. See, is that just right? What are you saying to yourself that you don't recognize that it has become a part of you, and now you're not just saying it, you living it, because as a person thinketh in their heart, so are they. My God, 
my God, my God. You know, we don't recognize the power that we have in the word of God. That's why God speaks to us, says, no, you used to be that, but you are this now. That's why the word of God speaks to us. He don't call us sinners no more. He said, you saints. That's why the power of God says, say you more than conquer. I'm about ready to end this. Allow me to end this. Isaiah chapter 9. I was looking at it. It says, and he shall be called. But my question is, who will call him? He shall be called. Wonderful. Counselor. Almighty God. Prince of Peace. And we can go through all the names. But my question still is, who is going to call him? You see, them calling him that don't know him don't have no power in it. But you can only call him what you know him to be. He's talking about those that have experienced Jesus. That know that they know that they know. Those that not only have made him Savior, but have made him Lord. Notice that in, in our text that there's some worship, but some don't believe. Which means that you can act like you worshiping him. Can say the right words, but it's not coming from your heart. Which means then that you can call on his name, but if you don't know him as that name, there's no power in that man. But when you know him and say, I know he's my savior. I know he's my deliverer. Sometimes you got to call him before you experience in him. Now listen, if I say it long enough, even though I haven't experienced that, but I know he is that. If I'm waiting on him to show up as that, sooner or later, he's gonna show up at what I need. Moses, tell them, I am that I am. What in the world does that mean? That I am, whatever you need, I am. What you need, yeah. and I'll show up yeah. as what you need. Yeah. Cause once I show up, yeah. you'll know me. Yeah. If you need to deliver, yeah. call him up. Yeah. If you need him to make a way out of nowhere, call him up. Yeah. If you need to save you, call him up. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I could go through all the men. But there's one man that brings tears to my heart. There's one man that is sweet in the morning. It's sweet at night. It's sweet in the midnight hour. There's one man that when I hear that man, my heart gets filled up with joy. Tears 